And welcome to From the Hawk's Nest podcast. I am your host, Matt Bergman, Director of Development Alumni and Community Relations here at Quincy University. And on today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Megan Bacardi, Associate Professor of History here at Quincy University and also a 1999 alum of this fine institution. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, her role here as a faculty member on campus and uh, kind of get to know her a little bit better, understand the program a little bit better, and talk about what's changing in this world today and how students are adapting. So, Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Glad you could join us. Um, And we'll start out with talking a little bit about your background and how you ended up here at Quincy University, um, where you went to school, and um, just, you know, what brought you to the town of Quincy and QU? So I actually didn't grow up in this area. I grew up on the East Coast, but my parents moved out to Chicago my, around my senior year of high school, and uh, I ended up sort of not knowing where to go for my undergrad education, and Quincy had sent me a bunch of material, and so I ended up kind of randomly choosing Quincy. I hadn't even visited, uh, and I, when I came to register was the first time I'd visited the campus, uh, and it turned out to be really like a great decision. So I went here for my undergrad degree in history and then um, I graduated in 99 and then I moved to Louisiana and I got my master's degree in southern history um, down at LSU in Baton Rouge and then I came back to Quincy for a year uh, and worked in admissions and then I went to the University of Missouri Columbia and got my PhD there in um, Civil War and Reconstruction, Women's History, memory studies, um, African-American women were all sort of the areas that I studied. And then I, in 2009, I had applied for a job at QU, just sort of as one of the many jobs I applied for. And I got this job here as a visiting a professor, and then I ended up staying. Um, and I've been here since 2009. That's awesome. And I know you've done a number of things, um, for the university um, in terms of study abroad, in terms of service learning, uh, and, and also in terms of just things within your own discipline. Can you kind of tell us a, a little bit about what those things are and maybe some of your highlights and things that you've really enjoyed doing? Sure. Um, there's two areas that I've really been the most involved with at QU outside of the history department, and that's service learning and then study abroad, as you mentioned. So I started doing service learning um, when Father John presented the idea to the university and asked for it to become a requirement. I joined the committee when that was formed. Uh, now it's, I mean, it might be 10 years ago. And um, I've been working with him. I'm the co-director of service learning with Father John, and we work to create the program um, to get students volunteering and to basically make that a requirement for graduation. Uh, and since we started it, now we have students doing hundreds and hundreds of hours of service each year, um, and it's really become uh, an integral part of the academic experience at Quincy University. Um, I went on a number of service trips with that. I went to Memphis. I went to New Orleans with students. I went to New York City with students. All of those working within communities to help like either rebuild after a hurricane, like Hurricane Sandy. In Memphis, we did work at all different organizations. Uh, New Orleans, obviously, we worked after Hurricane Katrina, working um, 
with all different projects there. And so I've done a number of different service trips. I've also done service with my classes. So I took a class uh, more than once, a number of times to Washington, D.C. And we go and we obviously learn about history and we learn about um, United States government. And then we go and tour around Washington, D.C. But then we also do service while we're there to kind of see the contrast of the, the sort of seat of power of the United States, right? This really important city where there's all these wealthy politicians and all this power. And at the same time, you have people who don't have food, who go to the food bank, um, or this one of the last times we worked for um, the Salvation Army getting ready for Christmas. So we do service while we're there as well. Um, and so that's been a really important part of my time here. And then the other piece of that is study abroad, which I started doing a few years, a few years after I got here, I got to go to the Galapagos Islands with Dr. Joe Coelho. And then um, I've taken students to Italy a number of times. I take students to England roughly every other year, sometimes more. I've done trips to Spain, to Brazil, um, to most recently to Iceland and Copenhagen. And traveling is, is really one of my passions. So I really like to get to do that, and I love taking students to places that I've been so I can show them all these place things and experiences and let them get to see the world, and it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so I, don't, I like to even go to places repeatedly like London. You know, we go often, and every time I enjoy it because I get to see it through the students who are experiencing it for the first time. Are you really making history come alive for those students? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's so different than being in the United States. Like I've said, we've done study abroad here, but you know, if you go to London and you get to go see Westminster Abbey, that's been around for you know thousands of years. Uh, it's such a different experience for them to, to get to see and be near those places. Or uh, when we go to Italy, which is also one of my favorite places, I, I actually taught there briefly um, at one point in time, but. Uh, we get we do a pilgrimage to Italy and we go to Assisi and Rome and that experience is just amazing to get to go and see those places and be where Francis lived um, and then be in Rome and see all the history there too. So I really, really like that piece of my job. And then in the history department, um, we have, well, obviously we have offered these courses with study abroad um, we have had students doing projects where they've learned how to do family trees for other people. So working through genealogy um, to learn how to do historical research. So using the census, using newspapers, um, and then offering people a little bit into a look into their past and then telling them what was happening around that time with their families. So not just saying, you know, this guy is your great, great uncle, but he lived in Quincy, you know, in 1800, and this is what was going on here at that time. Um, I also have students doing their own independent research. Last year, we had a student who did work on the Salem witch trials. We had students working on um, abolition and slavery in Quincy and the surrounding area uh, last year as well, and they presented at the academic symposium. So we try to get students lots of firsthand experience doing historical research uh, while they're in the, in the department as well. What do you say that you, if you had to pick one thing, what do you love about QU? Um, QU is my, it's like my home. Uh, we moved around a lot, and Q 
QU has this feeling of, of, of being home for me. And I think that's for a lot of kids. They say the same thing. Like it's their family. It's their second home. Um, you feel like you're part of a community. And I think that's, that's for me, the most, the most significant thing. I do also think that at QU, we do a really good job of offering students experiences that fit them or that they couldn't get other places. So if someone wants to take a course on something or they, that we don't offer, we can arrange that. Or, you know, we students want to study abroad somewhere that we hadn't currently been offering, you know, we work on doing that for them. So there's a sort of unique opportunity to fit the students' needs uh, in a way that you wouldn't get at other universities, I think. so. Definitely a very sp- a special place, uh, for sure. I think this would be a great time to take a quick break, and we will come back in just a moment and continue our discussion with Dr. Megan Bacardi, Associate Professor of History here at Quince University. The Quincy University Academic Symposium is a showcase for student achievement across our liberal arts curriculum. Each spring, student presenters engage in professional performance and discourse with experts in their field of study, as well as the greater community to disseminate their work. The symposium provides a public forum for academic competition with prizes awarded to a student and their faculty mentor from each department, including graduate studies programs. Visit www.quincy.edu slash academic dash symposium slash to learn more about this exciting event. And welcome back to From the Hawk's Nest. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. Uh, Joining me today is the illustrious Dr. Megan Bacardi from QU class of 1999 and associate professor of history here at QU. And we've been talking a lot about um, Megan's role here at QU and how she's heavily involved with study abroad and with our service learning programs and also instrumental in uh, bringing history to life for our students here today. But a lot has changed uh, at QU over the years, but I think it would be safe to say that we've experienced probably the most change in the last uh, six to nine months with the uh, global pandemic. And QU, in, in my opinion, has really risen to the challenge and has really come out uh, strong and has um, been able to protect our students, keep them safe, while still providing them with a strong educational opportunity. How do you feel, specifically in your courses, that things have changed, um, maybe some for the better, maybe some some have been more of a challenge? Well, I think, first of all, it's important to say that I was really proud of QU throughout the whole beginning of the pandemic, I mean, the whole experience, but particularly in March and April, schools were sending students home and closing dorms and sort of shutting down operations, and QU stayed open for kids who uh, needed to stay, who didn't have places to go or didn't, you know, want to go home because for any reason, and so it made me really proud of us that we we chose to sort of be, um, continue to be a home for, for students despite the fact that there were all these issues going on and other universities were, you know, t- telling kids to pack up and leave. Um, in terms of the education, educational experience, um, it's just weird, sort of just at a, at a basic level, it's weird to teach and lecture with a mask on. Um, you kind of make a joke or you laugh and the students kind of, you st- they stare at you and you're wondering what they're doing because you can't see <laughs> their 
their face or and I'm smiling, but I'm not sure that they know that that's that's what's going on. So it's been a kind of different experience in lecture with just wearing masks. But um, other than that, the the basic experience I think for student learning has been um, we've tried to to really keep up the high standards that we have. Um, a lot more meetings online, but luckily we have um, like Google Meet and Zoom and all these functions where you can interact and pull up your screen um, and show students edits and comments on it so you can work with them uh, in an interactive way. I, I think if this had happened in like 1999, I don't really know what would have happened to the classroom. But with all this technology, it's actually been much easier to adapt to to the pandemic. Um, certainly challenges going online for some of the courses. I think we have about 20% of our courses online now, um, which isn't really a, a huge amount. It's more than we n normally have. But um, going online is, is a different experience for students. So I think those who have had online classes have had to adjust to that and learn sort of the rhythm of online classes um, that requires maybe more independent uh, reading or thinking or um, assignments, but still 80% of our classes are in person, um, and we're working to try to find ways to still do stuff with the students and interact with them despite the pandemic. So we recently hosted, like, the voter night on campus, and, um, you know, students could come. We, we talked about the history of voting, um, and people just had to wear masks and socially distance, and we did it outside. So we're just we're finding ways to to still have a vibrant campus life and have vibrant classroom experience even with the pandemic. In today's world and, and with everything going on right now, what is your advice for a, a potential student out there or even a parent who's helping that student um, that might be interested in the history profession, um, getting a degree in history? Well, there are a few things I think I would say. First of all, I know that a sort of there's been a movement away from studying like liberal arts degrees or liberal arts programs, um, and as you know at Quincy we're a liberal arts school and we we have those opportunities for students and I think that's really important for for students to have this well-rounded education to be exposed to all these different um, ideas and practices to help you be just a, a more well-rounded citizen and I think citizenry right now is a really important. Uh, piece of of what's going on in the nation and in the world being an active citizenry being an informed citizenry is is really significant so I would encourage people to look for liberal arts education um, schools like QU that that offer that um, and I think too history you know people might say what do you do with a history degree but really when you when you go to a university um, not you don't end up always going into your to your major area even if that's what you you majored in so you might major in in marketing but end up being a salesperson or end up working for a government job I mean you really don't know how things are going to play out in history it um, prepares you for all different kinds of jobs we have lawyers we have sociologists we have doctors um, we have professors of course we have history teachers we have people in museums. We have students working podcasts, um, working public, um, a public uh, education programs. We have students in Kansas City helping out um, with different like programs there. So there's all these kinds of opportunities that you can get 
um, with a history degree. So don't think about it as being limiting um, and really think about it as giving you these skills that would help with any type of job that you that you go into. Wonderful. Anything else we didn't cover here today? Anything that anything about QU or about your program or anything that you think the listeners out there might have an interest in knowing? Um, I, I think, I mean, I think it's important to say that we have a really strong history program. Um, we have really good faculty members. We have a really high success rate of getting students into grad school and law school um, and really any school that they're interested in post-QU, if that's, if that's what they're looking at doing. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good program. It's a great school, and I think that students would be really happy here, um, and happy as a history major at QU. Megan Bacardi, Dr. Megan Bacardi, thank you for joining me here today on From the Hawk's Nest. Uh, we're glad you took some time out of your busy schedule to uh, help us learn more about the world of history and all the exciting things with study abroad and. Um, with our service learning programs here at QU. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And uh, we hope you'll stay tuned uh, for the next episode of From the Hawk's Nest as we continue to uh, kind of dive into different facets of our campus and we talk to alumni that have been successful at the university, also talk to other faculty members, uh, Franciscan friars, uh, students, and just really get a feel for Quincy University. And so uh, this has been From the Hawk's Nest. I'm Matt Bergman. And as always, it's a great day to be a hawk.